Hey girl, you quit your job yet? No girl, but everybody else did. <laughs> the US is a dumpster fire. Hmm. Well, let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, welcome back, y'all. Welcome you, welcome me, like our fave likes to say, Winston. Welcome you, welcome me, welcome us to this dumpster <laughs> fire that is the American labor force. But anyway, first, let me check in. How have you been? How was your week? Girl, we are still here. We are still clocking in the eight to five. Mm. Some people have, been, have decided not to do so anymore, but we are still here. So, yes. you know, you and I are still here, but many, many others have made some, some different decisions, but, um, we, we could talk about it in our campus noon. So let's, let's get straight to class. So this week's campus news is covering what scholars, economists, the media, your auntie and them, everybody's calling it. The Great Resignation. Okay, that's a that's an interesting name. The Great Resignation, and that 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 says volumes. But I worked as a career counselor for nearly ten years, so workforce information is truly fascinating to me, especially when you know guiding college students out into the world as they graduate and helping get them acclimated to what the workforce is. The workforce is something that we have not seen in quite some time currently. So I first heard the catchy term, the great resignation during summer 2021. And I can't remember if it was NPR or a New York Times article, but someone had posted something with that name. And I was like, huh, what is going on? What is this about? But basically, the Great Resignation is referring to the mass exodus from the workforce that's occurring post-pandemic, which post-pandemic really is not a thing. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Thank you. I don't think people get it. Please. Don't be like these people dropping down in these grocery stores, getting mad, having temper tantrums at 43. Grown men. Wear it. Put on two if you like. Be like me. I mean, Throw on two. Double up. In yeah. some situations, it's necessary. Very true. But it's getting real. Employers are cutting business hours because they don't have uh, enough uh, employees. Uh, 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 let's talk about it. Uh-uh. I know we're going to get into it, but uh-uh. you know I'm. Favorite deli. One of my favorite delis. Hey, girl. Which one? T- girl. Turned up, went the other day, and they showing, told me here in the good state of Florida, they have cut their hours. Yeah. Yeah. I was, whew. Yeah. I, they said, due to employee shortages, we have cut our hours. <laughs> I mean, they're Too not much. the only ones. Have you been through a fast food line recently? We don't have, we don't have uh, bread. We don't have lettuce. We don't have this. We well, don't have, we're not up that. Well, girl, that's because half of the food out there sitting in the port out in California. <laughs> food, groceries, <laughs> towels, sheet, clothes. If y'all buying y'all babies gifts this year for Christmas, what y'all might need to do if y'all don't plan Literally. to go to China to pick them up yourselves, mm. is just make some homemade stuff. Like, I mean, honestly, 
I kids are gonna get. I'm not gonna tell you how I ordered a Squid Game mask for Halloween. What's today, November first? You think it got here? Well, see that that TV show is of the devil, so I'm glad it didn't because well. that really does scare me. Because I honestly think that's what it's gonna get down to with the lack of employees, which leads to a very big hit in the supply chain. I mean, you know, supply chain management wasn't a thing when I was well, we in college. Were in school. When we were in school, I didn't hear about that. But now all these colleges of business have supply chain management as a major. And honestly, I'm thinking that that's what I should have done because I need to know where the goods are. Where are I the mean, things? I would have been an exec exam at Amazon if I had followed through with that. You know, I took a little... ISM course, a little ERP, you know, one or two during the the master's program, but it wasn't that wasn't my specific concentration. But I'm, let's rein it on back for a second because we want to start first with some facts and figures because you know we start with the facts and figures. Facts. Okay, so it's now November, and as of this recording, we just finished out the month of striketober, as it has been coined. Okay, the strikes have been happening. The unions have gone on strike in several industries. But I mean, throw the whole capitalistic system away because all of this is a mess. The U.S. just added 194,000 jobs in September. How, where, I don't know. But with that- into jobs, but nobody want them. That's the thing. That's the thing. With the employment rate right now, even with those jobs that were just added, Almost 200,000 jobs, okay? Even with that, the unemployment rate is now at 4.8%. So it was previously 5.2%. Now it's at 4.8%. And this is as of November 1st. Now, for some context, the unemployment rate pre-pandemic was at 3.5%, okay? So that was a figure from 2019. So just want to give you a little bit of context. The unemployment rate is much higher at this point. So let's talk about who's quitting and why. Because there are tons and tons of different angles to look at this. I was about to say, I really do want to know. I think this is very fascinating because I need to know who's quitting and where they're going. Well, first, according to NPR, restaurant, retail, and hotel workers started the great resignation trend in spring of 2021. Because y'all didn't know how to wear y'all masks. And that's it. And that's really it. We've yeah, all so seen the... to go up in the drive-thru screaming at people with y'all banned open faces. Thank you. We saw all of the videos of people going into the grocery stores, into the shopping stores, with no masks, trying to fight down about they have their rights, and HIPAA, and, and, and whatever other excuse that they could come up with to go into these stores without adhering to the rules that have been set, not understanding that private businesses can set whatever rules that they want. They stress me out. And if you don't like it, you don't shop there, period. For some reason, people think that they can tread across any portion of the land and do whatever they wish because they have rights. First of all, you have the right to make other people feel unsafe is not a right. (laughs) Um, That should be the first thing. Second of all, restaurant, retail, and hotel. Some of y'all can't live without this this sector. Uh, to be honest, Period. none of us Period. can't live without this. Okay, this says food, comfort, and getaway to me, and it's all gone. So they've been deemed essential. So yeah, those same workers are 
the ones that we considered essential workers. Remember, like, first quarter pandemic, clapping it up for the nurses. Oh, grocery store workers, essential. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And then came the foolishness. Going into the store with no masks. And also came the stimmies. And so these people sat there behind home. True. True. So you came in with your foolishness and then the stimulus check started rolling. And they and this, said, and this I was already bad. only making $7 an hour. Thank and you. And so I'm just going to go to my house because minimum wage is atrocious. Yes. Yes. And the, the stimulus payments as well as the stimulus package on top of the unemployment was adding additional funds per week for unemployment. So yeah, it gave people incentive to stay at home. Um, and I mean, I guess that was the intended goal to stay at home, keep everyone safe. Uh, But I don't think the lawmakers quite realized what would come as a result of the staying home. People started to wake up. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. So some other impacted industries, manufacturing, technology, healthcare. Uh, We were talking about the supply chain being flipped upside down during COVID, still not right side up yet. We talked about fast food. They out of everything. When I listen, we were buying appliances, kitchen appliances, in the summer of 2020. Not an ideal situation. Not my choice. But we had to buy some new appliances. And when I tell you, I looked at no more than five models of a stove that I wanted at Lowe's, and none of them were available. Of course, my girl. Cause the supply chain was broken. None of them were available. And it came down to basically not not a whole stove not making it over overseas, but a particular part that's made in mm-hmm. Korea or Japan. Mm-hmm. And the factories are or, shut or, down. Or let's, or let's just take it back. All the minerals that they've been stealing out of Africa and they couldn't get them. The cobalt. Let's talk about it. <laughs> How Apple is able to come out with new phones continuously through this pandemic really needs to be investigated when everything else has been unable to be procured. Somebody needs to go dig a little bit deeper and find out what they doing. Because they done came out with a 12 or 13. What's next? 14, girl. Anywho. So let me take this back a step because I, I did a little research and Professor Anthony Klotz is the person that term that coined the term great resignation. And he studied and observed that how we spent our time before the pandemic may not be how we want to spend our time after. And I think that's really what this argument is hinging on. So Kovisha really just came in and put a bright light on all these dark crevices and corners of how society and culture runs. And now that we're seeing it clearly, mm-hmm. we don't want to participate anymore. Nope. The jobs that were held by the MEGA and MEEK um, employees that didn't complain because they felt like they were just in the corners and pockets of society really were able to see and express how important they are to the continual flow of the target um 10 a.m. weekday moms. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all know who y'all are. I'm talking mm-hmm. to y'all. And that's not shaming nobody. If you could be at Target on 10 a.m. on a weekday, listen, once you're not out here <laughs> robbing anybody else to do that, please go ahead. Okay? Maybe it's that your spouse love you to 
pieces and he out there working 80 jobs. I don't know what it might be, but I, I want to be you when I grow up. Okay. But if you are in there because you have a multi-million dollar company and you stealing from your employees and they out there working 80 hours a week at minimum wage, uh, this is for you. And that, and that's a perfect point because like we said earlier, lots of different ways to look at this, this great resignation revolution, I'm calling it. It is. One of which is, yes, um, your friend Jeffrey made billions Jeffrey of dollars. Jeffrey just pulled up. I think, you know, we talking about it. He just pulled up. He just pulled up. See, you we part of the problem because Jeffrey made billions while people were suffering. Are and suffering. Yes. And Jeffrey had the gallant audacity to tell us that he was going to space with the billions we gave him. <sighs> and that's the problem. That's why people decided, you know what? I'm not going to play this game. I'm going to stay home and you can figure out how you run your business without my labor. That's really what it's coming down to. That's why, again, we mentioned the 5,000 teaching positions that are empty in the state of Florida. Okay. Open, empty, and awaiting. But, and then also, this is a, this is a whole different day's worth of a podcast. (laughs) But if you are not abiding by the rules of your state, Please don't listen to nobody down here telling y'all to come because they're going to treat y'all better. Please don't do that. There's a story That's there. all I have to say. There's a story please, there. Please don't come here because somebody done promised you you're going to be able to run a muck down here. That's all I got to say. I mean, it might be kind of true because we're in the state of Florida. So. I know, but it's going to become very polarizing if all of them move here. Very true. Because don't come we're going to need to We have to enough. Yes, we exactly. have enough. That's, Yes. Absolutely correct. Speaking of teachers, again, essential workers. We mm-hmm. praise them until they had mm-hmm. to learn how to teach online and teach hybrid at the same time. So mm-hmm. guess what? A lot of them left the workforce too. Cause they done ain't been making no money, girl. Not making any money, having to pick up these new skill sets to be able to transition to what is needed at the time not being paid any extra and still getting the same performance reviews, still being judged based on test scores, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Who, who, who would want to put up with that? Uh, apparently no one, because that's why they live in, in droves. I saw droves. several, I mean, the stories abound online. One in particular, I cannot remember the company that this gentleman worked for, but, um, he was told at the height of COVID, listen, we need you to put in some more hours to cover, you know, the folks that are no longer working with us. So we're going to need you to increase from the 50 hours that you already do to around 60 to 70 hours just so we can have coverage, quote no. unquote. He decided, well, they're giving me the option of either doing that or going on furlough. And he decided, well, deuces, I'm going to do the furlough. Um, I'm so gone. I'm confused. The option was overwork or don't work at all? Basically. And during his furlough, you know, he he had to live off of his savings because it was not a paid administrative break. No, he had to live off of his savings. He said he had about two, three months worth of savings. And during that time, he was at home with his family and his children. He was able to cook a meal for his family and... Uh, the epiphany hit him like, 
I'm working to provide a life for myself and my family, but I'm not able to enjoy it. No, mm-hmm. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. And he's not going back and he's looking for a different job in a different industry now. I think a lot of people are. I think the industry shifting. I've seen a lot of people talk about taking coding classes so they can work for the Googles and for the other people and they could stay at home in their house and do that. I've seen people shift industries because they finally noticed they had enough time to sit at home and watch the girls on TikTok and listen to a few of them and truly recognize that they could be making so much more. The girls been mm-hmm. out here flipping pallets. Mm-hmm. They've been doing all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, flipping houses, getting into the real estate market. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it is... <laughs> I mean... Like you said. I mean, the awakening ha- is happening. People are realizing they don't want to be working in unsafe environments because even I'm going back in the office and yes, there are people with no masks. Just out freely just oh girl no man and and you're being told you cannot talk to them right you cannot entertain them i think that's the hardest right like right so you're being forced to put yourself in unsafe situations and there are people out there saying you know if they have the ability to because whether they have some savings or because they have you know uh, a partner or somebody that has the flexibility for now they're saying no they're saying no and i don't think I, I know we had a shift of healthcare management and understanding healthcare because of the <laughs> pandemic, but I don't think people understood that the workforce was going to do this. Yes, flipped upside down. So speaking of healthcare, uh, according to Fast Company, there is a nurse recruiting agency that you know did some reporting statistics, dug up a little info, and this particular uh, nurse recruiting agency said that the turnover rate for staff RNs increased by 2.8% in 2020 alone. And it's now at 18.7%. Now, <laughs> anybody, it, the HR professionals are cringing, okay? 18.7% turnover. Hospitals have a nearly 10% vacancy rate for RNs. Now, while okay. I admire, go ahead. I just want to take this pause for the cause because this is one that hits me personally. I want y'all to stay in your house, please. Whew. Because I don't think y'all understand that it are so many people that have labored anxiety, literal pain anxiety, praying that they don't have to go to a hospital because ain't nobody there to help. Okay. Oh, I thought that was going to be a longer pause for the call. Oh. It wasn't because I just so sick and tired of telling them that at this point, the statistics is going to have to tell them. The stats are saying there are not nurses. And having friends, very close friends that I have watched, we have watched labor through getting an RN and a BSN, knowing that that is not some, this is not one of those on the job training things, bro. I want y'all listen, listen to us. There's no on-the-job training for being a nurse. I am pretty sure you would not want a nurse or a doctor that it is based on on-the-job training. Y'all ain't going to want that. <laughs> Y'all better watch out because these people sitting at home. I follow one on Instagram right now. Got her three kids and said, you know what? I actually don't want to be a nurse no more. Exactly. And is sitting at home making TikToks. And, and that's it. And that's it. Because the turnover rate is high. 
the vacancy rate is high. This is what has opened up the new market of travel nursing, where I've noticed a lot of our uh, black female nurses have dived into uh, that particular industry. We have a very close friend who has joined the crew there and kudos to y'all. But the only get reason y'all money where y'all can. get the money because the only reason that exists is because the staff nurses are quitting in droves. They're not doing it. They're leaving. They're not there. The coverage is not there. Guess what that means? The care is not there. They are paying travel nurses buku bucks. I have heard of 10000 a week in New York City. Okay? Short-term contracts. Three weeks. Four weeks. One month. 40 grand. Come get it. Because we need the help. It's that bad. Yes. (laughs) She is saying yes because my mouth is wide open. Yes. Yes. And granted, this is not... You know what it takes for somebody to pass up $40,000 for a month? Some of us are barely eclipsing that in a full year. And I mean, do you know how bad it has to be? Do you you understand how bad it has to be? But y'all still out here turning up. Yeah. Yeah. And when you finally end up in the hospital, you can't get a bed because the beds are full. And on top of that, for the folks that are able to get accommodations, are able to get a bed to get care, the staff is not there. So where uh, a nurse would have four patients to care for on a regular pre-COVID day. Now they have seven, which is it's not even, how do you double the workload? And let me explain, this is not, not that education is not as serious, but this is not like putting four extra kids in a classroom, <laughs> right? Like that is in itself not good because each kid probably needs their own amount of attention per day. But if you're in a hospital, you're already there because to an extent you need one-on-one care. Yes. And listen, that's just healthcare. So according to workhuman.com, 40% of employees plan to leave their current employer, which is why I laughed when you asked me that question. 40% of employees are planning to leave their current employer. Half. Look, what, what they do in church, Winsome? Uh, look to, to your neighbor on your right. Look to your neighbor on your left. One of them is looking to leave their job. This is insanity. The thing is, right, I I guess people are saying, well, it's just really a shift. So, like, it's the idea of the grass is green on the other side. So, people going to go over there. And then these people going to switch with these people. So, somebody's watching you right now. And although you want to quit, they're watching you thinking you got it good. So, they come in to take yours. So, the employer's not really worried because at the end of the day, it's just going to be a whole big switcher room. We're going to still no. be in the same space. Mm-mm. I don't think that's I don't what believe this is, that. guys. I don't believe that either because because people are wanting a lot more transparency from potential employers these days. That's why if you're on the LinkedIn's, you're noticing job postings, they're being a little bit more strategic and creative. They're actually listing the salary. They're throwing in a little information about the benefits that are available. People want to know upfront what they're getting into and people are not afraid to ask questions anymore. So oh, the girls out here reaching out to people on Indeed. Hey, you out there. Exactly. So where you might have been able to pull the wool over their eyes before and trick them to get them on in and onboard them and then uh, abuse them on the job. It's exactly. not happening anymore. So these organizations really do need to wake up. This is not, a, oh, you're replaceable. Now get another one of you in two days. 
human resource professionals will tell you how long and how much it takes to onboard a new person into a position. And the higher up you go, the harder and more expensive that it is. And girl, I could tell you from our own experiences, because every week I turn around and somebody new that I'm meeting in my office, and then you show up to things, and then, <laughs> let's just say the baseline is, things are not, it, the, the, the machine, the wheels of this machine not turning. Now, granted, have the higher-ups noticed yet that the wheels are not turning? I don't think so. I think they, the machine is going to have to take a full stop for them to, like, really pay attention. Mm-hmm. but. To be honest, I don't think they know what to say, but I'm telling you, there are spokes missing in these wheels. Yes, yes, and the wheel cannot turn without them. So <sighs> let's get into the nitty gritty because, again, we black, so we're going to talk about it from the black point of view. And our populations are not the same. That's what we understand. So some days we may be talking about ourselves and Black people and Black women understand that there are other populations. Let's just say we, we, we understand that unlike other privileged populations, we can't look at everything from, you know, the 30,000 foot. Right. So let's drop it down. Right. Drop it, drop it low, girl. Drop it, drop it low. <laughs> I mean, we're Black women, so we have to look at how things affect us specifically because it's going to be different depending on the population. Exactly. According to The Guardian, the drops in labor... During COVID, for Black and Hispanic people, has been significant and more significant uh, as opposed to white counterparts. So there is a significant and notable gap between the rates of participation in the workforce during the pandemic and pre-pandemic, right, for Black and Hispanic people in the U.S. And this is no dig because I'm a Black professional. I don't work in retail restaurants or hotels but when you say retail restaurant and hotel girl that's that's yeah. who we were talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so things that have caused uh bipoc black hispanic indigenous people people of color to drop out of the workforce during this time according to the guardian structural barriers location of jobs alignment mm. of skill sets mm. Lack of child care. We can talk about it. Lack of child care. We can talk about it. Lack of child care. Let's take a pause for the cause really quickly. You remember earlier this year when we had some institutions here in the great state of Florida literally tell people, girl, y'all gonna come back. And a reason for not coming back is that you don't, you can't use the reason that you don't have child care. And also when you at home walking, you better not be taking care of your kids. Yes. Does anybody remember that? Yes. Somebody yes. on this. Because yeah. I remember seeing this. They literally said, when you're in your casa, I'm not going to call nobody else because, <sighs> you know, I'm still there. But they literally said, when you're in your house, don't sit down at your kitchen table to work. That was number one. You needed to have a dedicated space. Mm-hmm. This was number one. I remember this because I was like, dedicated how? Did you give me dedicated money to buy a dedicated house? Structural barrier. And then they hit them with the... And in addition to that, if you don't have a dedicated space... Just make sure you ain't taking care of auntie and them, grandma and them, nobody and them. They, li- they literally said, don't do it. <laughs> and this is why this is a problem for anyone who's not getting the connection. During the pandemic, schools shut down at the very beginning, including daycares, care facilities for children. Mm. As they started to reopen, 
those folks who worked in those facilities did not return because they had to find other forms of employment while the shutdown occurred. So let's say I worked at a daycare, March, 2020, we shut down. Mm -hmm. I am working in a job that pays maybe $10 an hour. Okay. Mm -hmm. These positions are not salary positions. These, these positions are again, those essential worker positions. They're not being paid what they should be being paid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now I need to figure out what I'm going to do while this shutdown is occurring because I need to pay my bill. So I go and find some other job, maybe working at a grocery store because they needed the extra help at that point. Maybe that's what I did. Now it is May, end of May, June. And my school is like, hey, girl, we are going to try to slowly open back up. We want to bring back in some of the staff and we're going to give you back your $10 an hour. And I say, well, hey, girl, Publix is paying me 15. Mm. So mm. I, it's not going to work for me. Can't do it. Love the kids. Love, you know, <laughs> love y'all. But this is where it's at for now. Where they may not have made that move pre-pandemic. They're doing it now. The force majeure. Because they, they, they have now the time made the change. Now. Exactly. They have the time. And in addition to that, a lot of people, well, I can only speak from my personal reference, but I have a personal you know, family member that did work in childcare. But a lot of these people, one, are older. So God forbid that COVID didn't take them. If they are still with us, thank God, they don't want to go back up in there with y'all kids. They can't. It's, it's just they not are safe. Of, they are of the age that it's not safe for them. So for the ones that did leave and gone to the Publix and gone wherever else, that's different. But so many of them just can't go back. Exactly. And they're accounted for in the drop of participation in the workforce. Yes, that's it. So when we think about that particular scenario, we're talking about childcare facilities. The folks who were working from home were also impacted, right? Because they could not send their children to the mm -hmm. daycare they used to go to, to mm -hmm. the school that they used to go to, right? So at that point, now they're at home with a job that is also telling them, oh, your kids cannot be at home while you do this job at home during a pandemic that's global. And let me take a pause for the cause that they didn't give you no electricity allowance, <laughs> no cell phone allowance, no, no Wi Fi allowance, no Wi Fi, no nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Literally, some of these employers took the cell phone allowances from their employees right as the pandemic started and said, go ahead, go home and use all of the software in your own home. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm just trying to understand where is. How is this plausible? How how make it make sense? The math is not math in here. We in a global pandemic. We working from home, but my kids can't be at home. You know so how many people send their kids back to school in 2020 because of that? You can't tell me how to run my household. So you know what I'm getting at. Those situations disproportionately affected a certain type of people. Mm -hmm. When we talk about childcare, we're talking about women. So women yeah. were disproportionately affected by not only the childcare jobs, because we know they tend to take the majority of those positions, but mm -hmm. also for the work at home moms, they were now doing two jobs at once at home. Which honestly, being a parent in itself, and I am not one, 
being a parent in itself, yeah, that that takes superhero strength and ability. So mm-hmm. to do that while having somebody screaming at you over the Zoom is not going to work. <laughs> so women dropped out of the workforce at alarming rates. So according to a McKinsey report, one out of four women were considering leaving corporate work due to burnout. And these women spanned all different levels of organiza- of the organization. Some of the reasons, like we're discussing, unequal share of the burden for caring for children and homes. Now, I'm one of those women who was working from home during the pandemic with a child who was out of school. So my child is daycare age, so not school age yet. So he requires attention, a lot of attention. Mm-hmm structure the structure that he would have gotten while in daycare tried to mimic it at home while balancing a work schedule not easy I can understand why a lot of moms decided I'm just gonna sit sit this one out for a little while yeah it is mentally draining uh physically draining um and in addition to have an employer that possibly does not care (laughs) um and does not provide you with the tools to still be successful. Mind you, they want their bu- their business to be successful. They still want their revenue to be up. Mm-hmm. They still want their things to be, you know, happening and going on. Mm-hmm. In addition to the fact that some people may have lost coworkers. Lost I don't think anybody has members. checked. Yes. Nobody has checked on the mental. No. Um, no. The gravity. No. The mental state that it has caused on the workforce. And so that's why people are saying, I got to do whatever it is that makes me happy because y'all don't even look out for me. Exactly. Now, I'm glad you said that because I'm going to share a quick story. Friend of mine mentions, a friend of mine lives in the small city I grew up in, works there, and mentioned that she had just found out that her coworker, one of her favorite coworkers, had passed due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And she was upset because her job did not inform the other employees that said person had passed. And she was going on and on. Oh, that's my girl. I can't believe she's gone. And they didn't even tell us nothing. And, you know, she she's not logging into the meetings and whatnot. And I'm noticing she's not there. And... I don't know why. And I just happened to be scrolling on Facebook and saw the obituary announced. <gasps> they couldn't even take her off the meeting request? I said, excuse me? I said, so you didn't find out from work. You find out because you happened to be scrolling on Facebook. And she said, yes, yeah, I'm so sad. And she sent me the the girl's picture. And I said, I'm, I'm changed the name. But Sarah, I said, that's Sarah. She said, you know, Sarah. I said, I went to school with Sarah. I said, oh my goodness. Mm. So apparently my friend's company has created their own uh, rules and regulations around COVID deaths and has decided that they will no longer report to the rest of the employees and company at large when someone passes due to quote unquote HIPAA laws. You don't have to say that the person passed of COVID, but you should, you're not going to at least say, hey, this person is no longer with us. You can just keep them on the meeting request? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, apparently they did not want to uh, have people taking time off to grieve. They didn't want to have to give access to 
uh, counselors. They said, no, we're just not going to tell you nothing. Just keep on working. That is the mindset at this stage. That's the mindset. So when you say, what is the mental health status of everybody going through this pandemic? How are we coping and still working? It's being ignored. It's being ignored. Yeah. And some people are really struggling. I know for myself, I can say that like, I don't know if I'm an empath, but I like sometimes struggle with, you know, just, okay, today, like getting up, trying to make sure that I like still maintain myself while being a hundred or a thousand percent worried about family and friends and, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. overall life. It's a so lot. I, I don't understand like somebody with a child, especially in that children until maybe what two days ago did not have the green light to be vaccinated a lot of parents are still concerned Mm -hmm. they were willing to do it for themselves but not for their kids which is understandable and so now in addition to that your corporation is saying we don't give a crap find a babysitter find somebody um if you want to excuse my language leave the child at home alone once you come back here by your Yes, because we need you back in the office. Yes, physically back in the office. Even though you were just as productive working from home. That's where we're at now. And I understand uh, for certain industries, you know, you got to be there. You can't nurse from home. We know that. You can't doctor from home. We know that. But a lot of industries are not wanting to transition to a 21st century mindset when it comes to Mm -hmm. what the space of work looks like and that's disheartening (sighs) but we're gonna uh keep on moseying down we talked about like you said the thirty thousand foot view we talked about women now Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about black women specifically Mm. again we experience the workplace in a different way we do have always we've been on here just asking for equal pay and couldn't get that so now we gotta (laughs) shed the light on (laughs) Equity, productivity, Mm -hmm. everything. So according to Forbes, five reasons why black women are quitting or ready to quit corporate America or their jobs or whatever. Number one, Mm -hmm. their jobs were ravaged by the pandemic. So in case you- Again, restaurants, retail, and hotel. Okay. In case you didn't know, I want to read this fact out. Black women saw the slowest job recovery since January 2020. And suffered the largest decline in labor force participation, according to the Labor Department. This was largely because women of color over-indexed in the types of jobs most susceptible to cutbacks, such as travel, tourism, and service jobs. Today, the unemployment rate for Black women sits at 6.9% compared to the overall unemployment rate of 4.8%. It took until 2018 for Black women's employment to recover from the Great Recession of 2008. And we back at it again. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number two, we're tired of working twice as hard for unequal pay. You just said that. Number three. Tired-a. I mean, that speaks for itself, right? We don't even have to bring up the stats of what women make compared to men. And then based on race, what those breakdowns are. The percentage no. of the dollar. We already know, guys. Yeah, we, guys, we're we well aware. We we are not here to keep popping it to y'all. Look it up yourselves if y'all Google feel so it, compelled Google to want it. to feel that we are incorrect. It's a fact. It's real. Number three, reasons why Black women are leaving the workforce. They are launching their own businesses and starting side hustles. 
now. Because we always been the creatives. Let's stop from pause for a moment. You dress like us. You um, do your hair like us. You do your nails like us. So at this point, we are going to uh, sell you the press-ons, sell you the wigs. <laughs> yeah. And sell you the clothing that you've been stealing for too long and taken to the major fashion houses. Some, of, the, as some of those press-on companies are doing good business. They they are very creative. I love it. I mean, the Lee press on to, nail from the eighties is not the press on of today. It's not because the girls are now taking their skills and amplifying them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not letting y'all buy them or have you or have them work in your industry and not pay them. Correct. Be very clear. Black Correct. women have been a driving force for all that is culture in America. So now we're gonna just make you pay for it. And I mean, the stats do say that. Black women are the fastest rising entrepreneurs in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So starting their businesses at rates much higher than any other demographic. That's just fact. Number four. I love to see it. <laughs> Number four. Now, I know you, you I might have to turn your mic down. We're tired of waiting to be recognized by higher ups. All I'm going to say is say it again. We are tired of waiting to be recognized by higher up. That's all that could be said. I'm exhausted. And that's number five. It's exhausting being a black woman at work. You. <laughs> so did you write this list? I thought I had pulled it from I think, somewhere else. No, this is possibly me. Okay. Just saying, we're tired. I'm not going to fight nobody. I told my, uh, I, I told my mother the other day in talking about my life and my work and my career. I'm tired. I'm not going to fight nobody for what they don't want to give me. Mm. I'm just going to find it somewhere else. Mm. Mm. I'm not going to fight y'all. For what? To have to go pay a higher copay? <laughs> Very true. Not only Black when... women are so tired at this point that instead of making um, appointments to go get their nails and their toes done with their homegirls, they're making appointments to go to the chiropractor with their homegirls. We are tired. But you didn't have to tell my business. Nobody was in the nose. I don't know why you open your mouth. <laughs> so it's, it's just a little spa party at the chiropractor's office. That's what we're doing at this point. We turn into our chiropractors and say, oh, you know, I have a homegirl. She mash up too, girl. I'm going to bring her in. I mean, Not, oh, hey, hey, girl, you did my nails real nice. I'm no, going to bring my homegirl next time. No. I still got soft tissue damage, so you know I got to get worked out. Um, but, yes, that's <sighs> that's the list. I wanted to bring it down to the black woman perspective. But as a whole, there's an uprising occurring. Employees in the labor force are not having it anymore. They're tired. They're tired of being paid crumbs. And I see y'all, some of y'all, your your states and your individual companies that have raised the minimum wage to $15. I'm going to give you one clap and then remind you that the fight for a $15 minimum wage started over 10 years ago. Y'all is late. This is not groundbreaking. We need so much more at this point. So we, much more. And you know, the sad part is we're talking about what is necessary and in a developed country. So while I, we were here talking, I was perusing, of course, the girls over there who own what now? Meta or something? Okay. Zuckerberger. They don't change their name. But apparently, Elon done told the girls that he's that. offering to sell some of his Tesla stock mm-hmm. right now 
if the United Nations can prove that six billion will solve world world hunger. Now, I take now. a deep breath with that one because while we're talking about the Great Resignation, there's also the concerns for food uh, equality uh, because there's some people that live in food deserts or. You know, and that's in developed nations. If yeah. you don't know what we're talking about, please Google the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs by the UN. Educate yourself, people. Like, there's a lot going on around here, and there's a lot that's going to happen in these coming years. And you may feel like, oh, this is not my front doorstep, but it is your front doorstep because, as expressed earlier, the girls' things are sitting in the ports in California. When the, su- <laughs> the supply chain, this is not, I want to be clear, world hunger, poverty, it is not that the food is not there. It's been a supply chain issue where you have rerouted the necessary needs of the poor to other areas and ignored the poor. Watching food spoil and watching people not have what they have is the supply chain issue in my mind. And what you're not getting is it's getting closer and closer to you. You know, it may not be getting closer and closer to the wealthy that can go to Dubai and have a 14 karat gold steak. Mm-hmm. Like I saw one of the one of the babies did the other day. I don't know, little baby, dub baby, whoever baby. One of them <laughs> was out there eating a 14 karat gold steak. It may not come to their doorstep mm-hmm. in the next five or 10 years, but it sure is going to come to yours. Listen, while we're talking about the sustainable development goals, you had sent me something, and this falls under the goal number three, which is ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for all at all ages. Oh, yeah. Now, every, oh, yeah. everything could fall under that, but specifically, we want to talk about another reason why women are leaving the workforce that we did not touch on previously. Now, you, Winsome, sent me something that had me up, like... they. I sure <laughs> did. It was an uproar because one thing I did not know is that it was it was a map. I remember earlier this week, there was a map floating around the Instas again, talking about paid family leave. And it was not until this map started floating that I noticed that we were the only developed country that does not offer paid family leave. Now, now I knew y'all that. Y'all may blame me. Now, I knew that. may blame me. I did not know it as well because, again, it is me and myself and I and the dog <laughs> and my mother. Um, <laughs> so I have not had to apply for family leave or leave for having a child or anything. And I have friends that have, but in my mind, for some reason, if you was still on your job when you took leave, they was paying you. No. Um, apparently no, that's not what was happening no. out here. No, let me tell you. Um, real, let me tell you real quick. I have used the FMLA as it is referred to. That is the Family mm-hmm. Medical Leave Act as uh, mm-hmm. give it, it's a rat that you have, a federal rat, to take 12 12 weeks of leave during a 12-month period. So in any given 12-month period, you can use 12 weeks of leave without losing your job. It does not say that it is paid, babe. Mm. So what I had to, yes. So what I and plenty other parents have had to do, because this does cover childbirth, but also if you are adopting children, um, et cetera, et cetera, I had to save and stock up on my leave time. Now, as a university employee, a state university employee, luckily we get, you know, good leave balances. We accrue leave at a very good rate. We, they give us some good leave. Um, that's a good mm-hmm. benefit. 
others are not so lucky. So it really blew my mind to think about the fact that we have Canada to the north where they get, I believe, 12 months. If you pull up the map, you can tell me. Other nations across the pond that are getting a year, two years, three years. Well, they said Finland gives an average of 161 weeks. Now, what is the map on that? Let me see here. Hungary is 160 weeks. Norway, 91. Korea, 64. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Germany, 58. Sweden, 55. Canada, 51. The United States? Zero. Zero. So at the minimum, other developed nations are allowing for at least a year's worth of leave where we have zero. So now... It, it, that doesn't hit you until it hits you when it's your turn, right? And you figure out, oh, I thought I was going to get, no, 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 baby. Some people have returned to work three days after giving birth. I actually saw a post of a lady that that's, was on the phone literally crying. Well, that's a different one, but there was a lady on the phone crying with her employer, begging them not to fire her as she was in labor. I, I think she had worked at a fast food restaurant. And she was saying, I'm not going to be in today. She had literally worked up until the day prior to giving birth. I was calling and saying, I can't come in today. I'm actually in the hospital. Who? Okay. Now, then there was now, another post. Which one are you going to? Because I really want to talk about the one that you sent. The, yes, the physician. Yes, this one. Yeah. So she's eight days postpartum. It's a post that's, you know, floating around. Um I think the original post went came up on Instagram um, on a page called Peds Doc Talk. P E D S D O C T A L K. Peds Doc Talk, and she was saying she's nine days postpartum. She's in the ICU. The child is in the NICU. Mm-hmm. She literally cannot bathe herself. A nurse has to come in and bathe her, clean her, help her because she had a traumatic birth. But her husband and her are on the phone with their insurance company trying to make sure that they can coordinate for her postpartum care because she still needs to get her paycheck while paying off a 400000 400000 hospital bill. Why Why do you think people are going to want to have kids still? In addition, this- in addition, she says that in order to get some sort of salary while on maternity leave, she had to use all of her vacation days and take out short-term disability, which if you didn't know, pregnancy is considered dis- a disability. That and, alone had me. And and that and we just had the insurance talk the other day, right? So this was off air. You and I were talking about different types of insurance policies. And I told and you. girl, she could out, tell you, I, I was stressed. The disability insurance is not on the agenda, honey, because I cannot put my full paycheck into all of these different insurance policies. I cannot pay for the disability insurance at this time. Now, what this physician, and let's be clear, because when you sent it to me, my mouth dropped. This physician is also married to another physician, okay? So these are people- two physicians. Okay, these are people that, remember, all things tied together. We have talked about planning to have children, that being a financial decision, because mm-hmm. when you are hit with a $400,000 hospital bill, who who's paying that? And remember when you said income does not equal wealth? It doesn't. Yes, these are two physicians, but who do you think in their right mind can afford a $400,000 hospital bill to have a child? You know what? To have a child, to deal with an illness, whatever it may be, 
healthcare, that's a completely, we may have to get us somebody to tell us what we need to say, but healthcare, healthcare is a completely different conversation in the U.S. People pop down because they don't know what to do. The stress of having to select insurance last week has given me stress this week. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. the, the this lady is in her hospital while while worrying about a child in the NICU and her mm-hmm. stuff. She said she's in there crying. Because basically if she don't go back to work, she's not gonna have any income. And she physically cannot go back. <sighs> she just physically cannot do it. I, I don't think you know, the other thing I want to be clear is this came up just the other day in Grandpa Joe's plan. So paid family leave was something that was supposed to be included in the bill back better. Not anymore, baby. The old rotten, dirty geezers <laughs> that decided that it was not necessary. <laughs> Honestly, I just say a prayer for you because you can't in any good conscience have anybody that you... Like, I don't have kids, but I always think about your child. I think about my God kids. I think about people when I have to make decisions because it's like there's a future that I hope that I will be in a part of, but also that... They will have, right? So when 51 senators, 44 men, I don't even know how this happened, seven women, 48 white, one black, and two Hispanics, average age of 64, come together and say, you know what we don't need is paid family leave. Yep. That's what they they will figure it out. That's what they said. There there are people on here voting no that 86 years old. How do do you vote? 87. You voted for things that don't affect you. Just like men voting against abortion. It only affects you when it's your side chick. This has nothing to do with you. The oldest person on here is 88. And the youngest person, I think, is 41. Making a decision that impacts, first off, like I said, only seven women. But out here with a decision that impacts people that they they could never even understand their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want that to sit with the people. Um, Hopefully that is driving home the thought and the the synapses are going off to remind you that voting is important um, because these are the ones that are voting against our best interests. Uh, When we are the only developed nation on this earth that does not have universal health care, that does not offer paid family leave, something's not right. When you couple that with the fact that our richest have made billions during a pandemic, while mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of people have died globally, something's not right in the Kool-Aid. Well, not hundreds of th- I think they said today is four. We had four million. Okay. Well, correct me. Four million you. globally. Hundreds of thousands in the U.S. In the U.S. But we're, we're, we have surpassed the millions globally and okay. still impacting. Okay. Something's wrong. Something is seriously wrong, and we really need to sit down and take a look at that. Is America a business, or is it the people? Which one? I feel like even if you're a business, a good, healthy business has employees that love to show up. It has employees that are willing to show up, right? Like, when you have people that are saying, I pulled up in the parking lot this morning, and I was so stressed that I called in sick and drove back home. Hey, guys, a problem. When there are people that are saying, I'm sick. But I know today is probably not the best day to take off, but I sure gonna take off tomorrow. That is a problem. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it, it, it's hard to grapple with that the world we knew it as in March 2020 is not the same 
world that we are dealing with right now, currently. Um, but I think the people that grapple with that sooner, that find the support and care that they need to take care of their mental health to understand that, are the ones that will make it out of this. Yeah. If any of us do, yeah. to be honest. If, because you I'm know, looking to the sky, honey. Okay. And when, when where it is safe, love your friends and love your family. Because honestly, th- this is some hard shit. Excuse my language. <laughs> For the ones of us who have not had kids yet, thinking that may just have passed us by. For the ones of you who have kids that are now dealing with people telling you not to love on the people that you brought into this world and want the best for. Like, guys, if you out there and you're a multimillionaire, the least you could do in your own small segment of the world is treat your employees better. That's all I can Very true. I ain't even talking to the corporations. I ain't talking to the higher education institutions because y'all are run by multiple people. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Bob the Builder, who own the one store or two stores across one town or a couple towns, mm-hmm. and you have enough, okay? Start with your employees first, because you'll be surprised how people will flock to you from the biggest conglomerates, because they're just looking for a place to be cared for, and where they are cared, I should say. Very true. I think that's good advice for those folks at the top, but for... Give, give, put them at the bottom. Hit them. Hit them again. Well, so for y'all who are anticipating going into the workforce or back into the workforce for our recent grads, our current college students, now is your time. It is your time to assess what the job market looks like and make your demand. Now, reasonable, reasonable demand. Is what I would no. suggest. Ask them for a car when you're done, job. <laughs> do everything. Ask them for a Tesla. Do what you got to do. I mean, I'm these, telling y'all to be coy. These companies Mm-mm. are going to, they are searching for employees. They are hurting, okay? Go in and make your reasonable request. If it is a job that you can do from home, ask them, is this a job that I will be able to do from home? Are you willing to make that allowance? Oh, great. Make your demands. If you want a, a, a particular perk that isn't, um, readily available ask them if that's something that they will consider if you want to uh work in a particular city ask them about working from that office make your demands i was talking with someone who was interested in teaching and for some reason had some issues with getting into teaching in whatever her county is in this state Mm -hmm. and um maybe based on certification or something and I was like (laughs) they'll beg you to come now go ahead on down and mosey on down to the school of your choice my dear, the the county school board of your choice and let them know that you're available. I promise you, you'll get a call. They're hurting. Mm. They'll make an exception. They'll work with you. So that is my advice to anybody who's out here job searching at this time. Um, the choice is yours and may the odds be ever in your favor, honey. The world is your oyster. Let them know again. May the odds be ever in your favor. Ask for what you need and think about it as as are their career professional on this uh, good pod would say, think about your future. So when you're asking for your needs, don't ask for what you're going to need in the next six months. That's it. Do that too. But think about five years from now, 10 years from now, please be inclined to think about your future. And that's it. Um, this was a lot. Let's, let's move on to our next segment.
All right, Winston, so we talked about a lot in the campus news today. Um, we did. So let's just let's just kick it on the quad. This is quad talk. So what you want to talk about? I know. I, I, I feel like just to like, you know, bring it back down, bring it back a couple levels to everything that we said. Um, I think that, you know, for everybody listening out there that might, be like, oh yeah, I want up and resign right now. Um, also take some time to figure out if that's what's right for you, right? Like, so I was listening to um a clubhouse group the other day and they said resignation might not be right for you, but taking your leave might be right for you. And so yes, yes. while we are sitting on the quad, let me just remind y'all, going there, the end of the year coming. A lot of these employers, all they're going to do is roll over this time. Roll it over, roll it over like a rolling river. Go ahead and go take your time, please, people. Take your sick days. Take your annual leave days. Okay? While getting up and leaving may not be what's exactly right for you right now, please take your time and mentally take a break because it might be what is necessary to keep you going for the little bit time the, the 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 additional time that you need before you might just have to be like, oh, I found something new. And maybe while you want a break, you might find something new. I really don't know. But guess what? You still got your time. So take your time. Agreed. We talked about the um, disability insurance that people may have access to. You might have other mm-hmm. leave allowances that you have access to. So visit your HR professionals at your job to find out more about what your options are. People are taking leave for mental health, um, mm-hmm. bereavement, all types of different things. So see what is at your disposal for sure. It's tough. It's a lot. It's a lot. We need to try to do our part to hopefully turn things in a new and more positive direction where work is considered. And while all of y'all might not get out here and start a podcast like me and Alicia, <laughs> take the time to call your home girl and rag on these people. Rag on these <laughs> dirty, ball-headed, snatch back, got to be glued on, took out all their edges. Rag on them. Okay, take the time. And I am not one that, you know, let me don't lie. I like a good rag. I like a good rag. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not one that goes to rag on. Mm-mm. I like a good rag. Because um, I will mop up all the tears that you might have caused me to expel with that good rag. I'm going to rag it out. I mean, it's but sometimes that's necessary. Yeah. So if you out there right now, you listening to us and you saying, dang, I can't quit. But you got a cool Okay, you could. Let's go. Trust. Okay, don't get on the phone with nobody and start ragging and they and they're not saying nothing. Mm. Okay, <laughs> okay. Make sure that they're giving enough that by the time they think about ratting you out, they're gonna know they can't do it without getting True. in trouble themselves. It's sad but you gotta think time, about that. Well, you gotta find your tribe, child. That's true. So go ahead and rag. And say what you got to say. Because sometimes that's all that's keeping you from losing it. And I mean, if you can't do that, you know, just write us. We'll do the ragging for you. We'll read it out loud. Yes. (laughs) Listen, don't forget. Okay? Yes. Send in your listener letters to us at neverleftcollegepod at gmail.com. That again is neverleftcollegepod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. If you just drop us. It comes from an anonymous email. You ask us to give us a give you a fake name, whatever it may be. 
we listen. We'll rock for you. Mm-hmm. You could do that. You could definitely do that. All right, girl. That has been the show for today. It's been long. I feel like it might have been not labored, but to us, it may have been a lot because it is a very serious topic. So we want you guys to take care of yourselves. Um, if you need to reach out, uh, we are not professionals in this area, but no. you, you know, oh, that was one of the things also find your therapist at your job because yeah. they got them. So use those, use those services, get yourself some therapy, go mm-hmm. talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but come and talk to us. Like we said, send us a list another letter or two. This is the end of the show for today. It's been a good time. Hopefully not too long of a time because nobody likes a long class. We hope you have a great week. And remember, college is a place to live, love, and laugh. But if you never leave, we are here to help you make it through. Bye, guys. Bye.